breaking news and trending talk with Mike and McCarty. Mornings on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel. One oh one seven FM seven ten Keel. Mike and McCarty on the Jack Spring Electric Newsmaker Hotline this morning. We are honored to welcome Louisiana Lieutenant Governor Billy Nungesser to the show. Lieutenant Governor, good morning, sir. Good morning, my friend. How y'all doing? We are doing wonderfully. Thank you so much. Looking forward to a, a nice spring. We got uh, a lot of spring travel folks getting ready for. And the coffee's uh, coming out the ground finally with the warm weather. <laughs> They're expensive, Billy. Can you send me some money? <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I had some in a restaurant for about six fifty a pound, which wasn't too bad. Yeah. Uh, wow. Shore. So they're coming down. The, were um, they a decent size, I have to ask? Yeah, were they yeah. tiny? Okay. Yeah, they were really good, good size. I was surprised. Lawmakers are um, in their second week now of the, the crime session, and they're working on a lot of bills to try to make our state safer. We don't often talk to you about that, but we know a ton of people who have stopped going to New Orleans because they fear it's not safe. That impacts you and, and tourism, right? Absolutely. Uh, I think it's been one of the major reasons uh, numbers were down in New Orleans, uh, especially locals that see it on the news every night. Uh, so the state police are going to make a big difference. But I think some of the laws to keep these, uh, they call them kids, but these juveniles behind bars, when their mom shows up in court and says, let my baby come home to me, uh, you know, some of these kids have been arrested two and three dozen times before they spend any time in jail. And they're committing the same crimes over and over again. We've got to take those people off the street. I believe in rehabilitation, but I believe in keeping the people safe and keeping you off the street until they're rehabilitated. Let me ask you a question, and you may or may not want to answer me. When you go and you're pitching New Orleans in Australia or in Europe or wherever you go, do they bring it up? Do they say, is New Orleans safe? And what do you tell them? Yeah, they do bring it up. Wow. Um, you know, we try to deflect it that. You know, there's major crime in, in all the major cities. Uh, we are working on it to do better. Uh, you know, a lot of the stuff we see doesn't make the national, international news. But the shootings at Mardi Gras and at big events absolutely does. You know, I was glad that we got through Mardi Gras pretty well without a lot of, uh, of shootings mm -hmm. and, uh, and national press. And uh, But I tell you, we've got a lot of work to do before the Super Bowl because this is either going to be a really shining light for all of Louisiana or it's going to be a black eye that we will pay for for years to come. It, that's a sad commentary, though, mm -hmm. uh, Lieutenant Governor, that you were glad we got through Mardi Gras without a lot of shootings. Uh, it really is. But uh, I hold my breath for all these major events knowing that uh, there's a lot of bad people out there looking to do bad things. Okay, spring break is coming up. Uh, a lot of us travel out of state. Some of us may not have the budget right now to travel out of state because of inflation. We have a lot of great offerings in Louisiana if you want to find some place to go for spring break, right? Absolutely. You know, uh, we're seeing we had our best year ever at our state parks. We're adding, uh, you know, water facilities for kids. We've got the special needs uh, uh, um, track chairs. Uh, horseback riding, bike trails. We're seeing numbers, and, and a lot of locals are using our state parks. Many Louisianans are going from park to park to park, uh, just seeing all of Louisiana. And it's an inexpensive way. The cabins are real reasonable. Or if you got a camper, it's really inexpensive uh, to see Louisiana from our state parks. And we're really going to be highlighting that inexpensive way to travel around Louisiana this year. You know, Aaron brings that up. We, a few years ago, we did a, like a little mini family reunion, Lake Claiborne State Park. And one of the cabins there, and we had, uh, my cousins came over with their kids. We had a great time. It's a beautiful park. It's close. And uh, it's just absolutely a wonderful little extended weekend. It really is. And, you know, we're working on private-public partnerships to bring more amenities into the parks. Uh, we're going to be adding some cabins on Lake Pontchartrain. 
We're looking for some people that want to do these VIP Lazy River RV uh, uh, facilities in our parks. Uh, anything we can do to add, enhance the visitation uh, and partner with a, a local private partner we're looking to do. The legislative session coming up next month, the regular session. What's on your wish list, Lieutenant Governor Billy Nungesser? Uh, we want to merge the, the lieutenant governor and the Secretary of State's museums and have a museum board in Shreveport, Baton Rouge, and New Orleans. Um, we did a study that showed it's the best way to manage all of our museums. We have 211 museums. Many were given back to local government with no money. This is going to give a mechanism for each board to, and I'll give up control of the director. Each board will hire their own director. But it will support all the museums in that region. We bought the name LouisianaMuseums.com. So we're going to promote every museum in the state uh, through social media. Uh, and I'm hoping the Secretary of State will join with us in supporting this bill. Uh, it's not what I want. It's what a professional said is the best way to get all our museums to be the best they can be and put them under one group in each area of the state. Uh, and I'm hoping we can get uh, support to do that. You got lawmakers on board to help. I hope so. You know, it's uh, you, you got to educate everybody on what's going on. We're also going to be back to try to create a scratch off one for veterans, seniors, and special needs community of the 20 scratch offs. Uh, the bottom three bring in less than a million in Texas. The scratch off brings in 30 million for veterans. Those are three groups that never seem to get adequate funding well let's give the public a chance to support those three groups if they want to buy scratch-offs nobody walks into a store and says i'm here to help education give me three of those scratch-offs because we took the money we promised to make education better and did other things with it so let's let's give people a chance if they want to gamble uh to not advertise and spend a bunch of money trying to get you to buy scratch-offs but give them a chance to help those groups that surely could lose use extra help and uh, I hope we can get that bill passed this year. And then it will go to a vote of the people because we want to make sure that money is dedicated to the veterans, seniors, and special needs that legislators or people in the future can't take that money for other things. Lieutenant Governor Billy Nungesser, thank you for your time this morning. Hope you have a great weekend. You too, my friend. Y'all have a great weekend. Thank you, Billy. 101.7 FM, 710 Keel, Mike and McCarty. More breaking news and trending talk with Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. Seven FM, seven ten Keel, Mike and McCarty. Is it Friday? Is it Friday? Not quite, my friend. Not quite. It is hope day. I I saw a post the other day that that got me to thinking because I am getting there. There are so many people that are so lucky that I'm not God <laughs> with zap powers <laughs> with a little magic wand. Yeah. And it's just little things. It's just little things that people do or don't do mm -hmm. that has me just frustrated with humanity at this point. What happened to you? Well, our bathroom here. You know, we have those huge rolls, those, the, the, yes. the TP. Mm -hmm. And if you start trying to pull, sometimes a little corner comes off. Right. You know, and it tears like you can't get it right. Aaron, there's like 10, 15 pieces of little corners on the floor. That when somebody tears it off, they just never pick they it up? They just never pick it up. And I understand uh, you don't want to touch the bathroom floor. Right. But if you just, and then there's a piece of trash next, a, a paper towel that they, thank goodness, they washed their hands mm -hmm. on the floor. Next uh, to the trash can, <laughs> not not across the room, right next, right next to it to the trash can. They missed. They were tossing and missed. I guess. Are you that much of a beehole, or are you that yeah. lazy? Which one are you? It's lazy, probably. Which I one would, are you? I would bet it's lazy. They There's. Can't, I, it can't I saw, be you didn't notice it. You you had to notice you missed. I'm just. But but there was a post. It was. It said. No successful person in life 
has ever left their grocery cart in the middle of the parking lot. Yeah, that's true. And I thought that's very interesting. Mm -hmm. What an interesting commentary on your personality. I, I sat yesterday and I, and we're, and, and I for, gosh, I forget exactly where I was. I was in the car and across the parking, a lady opened her door, jumped stuff right out. Uh, right out in the parking lot. And I'm looking right at her and she makes eye contact. And I just shake my head. Oh, wow. Really? Wow. Really? Mm. Well, I want you, when we get to the news break here. And I know we've talked about this. But I want you to go into our women's bathroom and go into the first stall and see the sign on the stall. The sign reads, I'm trying to think. I want, I want you to take a picture of it. The but women's bathrooms are traditionally much, much better. Oh, it's way cleaner than y'all. I mean, you There's guys no have doubt. couches and, and yes. candles. Margarita and machine, yeah. 65-inch yeah. <laughs> flat screen TV. Absolutely. We yes. have strippers in there. Yes, we've got it all. Um, Which is why I always go into the women's restroom. I'm like so Creed Bratton. I want you to go in there. The sign on our door inside the stall says, please hold the flusher down so that everything goes down oh. Oh. or go to Walmart. It says, or go to Walmart. <laughs> or go to Walmart. <laughs> so so there's issues just, even with the women. Yes, there's people that'll flush and just walk away and then not realize everything didn't go down the bowl. And so they go wash their hands, we hope, and then go do their business and forget that their stuff didn't flush. So we have a sign. Please make sure uh, you properly you have to flush. Have a sign. You have a stupid sign. You have to have a sign. Yes. Because these folks would not understand and would not do it properly. So we put a funny sign in there or go to Walmart. <laughs> Which I thought was when they first and it's been up about a year. And and I thought it was hilarious when they first did cuz we th this building is 30 plus years old. No. It's older than plus. that. Yeah, yeah it's I older came here, than yeah. that. I'm about to hit 40 years and I came here. I was here, here what, in the, in the mid to late 80s. Mm -hmm. And so it's got, you know, infrastructure things. It's been right. So the, the, they don't flush as good as they probably should. And so some people well, now don't. Well, these toilets have been replaced. These, well, they the, obviously These have been not, replaced yes. since I've been here because of the big flood. And they had to replace a lot of the. But they didn't replace all the plumbing, well, all okay. the innards of right. the plumbing okay. and all that. So, you know, you, you're going to have some issues that happen. But the sign is hilarious, and I and I love that. But y'all, man, y'all are disgusting. You walk oh, into that horrible. bathroom, and it's, it's horrible. oh man, I don't know if I'd pick up those pieces of paper off the floor. That's disgusting. Well, you can sweep it up, and you can get it up without and and. I would I grab some doing more. It I'd grab some more toilet paper and then wrap it wrap it around the thank other. Thank you. Pieces. There are ways to do There's it. There's ways to solve it. Yeah. Our coffee station down there. We have an amazing coffee station. Mm -hmm. We have we have whole bean community coffee. Nice. And a grinder. Yeah. I grind a fresh pot of community coffee every morning. And thank I, you. I yes. You're awesome. And 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 we have the, the, you know. They provide creamers and sugar. Mm -hmm. Aaron, it is. A, it looks like raccoons go through it when I get here every morning. I you have to clean it up every morning. Yeah, I have to clean it up. Mm -hmm. And there's a can of these disinfectant wipes, the the it's, Clorox wipe, right there. They make right it there. easy. Yeah, they make it easy to clean up after yourself. Uh, some people Somebody, we work there with was a, don't. There was a tea bag sitting on the edge of the sink one one morning. Uh, just sitting on the edge of the sink, like f you. I'm I'm not going to clean up after myself. Mm. You do it. I would like to visit. I wish I could home. catch people in the yeah. act because yes, you. I am calling you out. Right. Absolutely. You're a pig, and Is you it need to change? know it. Is it going to change? Because these are grown people, right? And I'm not saying everybody in this building is is pigs, but somebody's not doing their job. <laughs> yes, exactly. Somebody's mom still has some work to do. <laughs> We're all grown-ups around here, I think. Okay, now get your panties and out I'm of not, a bunch. You're going to be not, all right. I'm not bragging, but I I take my go my grocery cart to the little, you know, the little yeah. corral. Right. The grocery <laughs> and, corral. And 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 sometimes when I'm the, like if I go into the Walmarts, 
Mm-hmm. I'll grab one on my way in. Yeah. And bring it with me. I want to. Am bring- I a better person than you? No, I'm not saying that. But it doesn't take much. It doesn't take much. It, it really doesn't. It doesn't take much. When we come back in the short segment, you're, would, if, if I gave you three guesses, you wouldn't guess what the biggest concert at the Brookshire Grocery Arena last year was. You might be surprised. Um, it's kind of interesting. Probably. It's interesting. I was kind of surprised. All right. All righty. Well, I can't wait to hear. Okay. Micah McCarty, 1017 FM, 710keel.com. Stories of the day with Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. Okay. It's a toilet paper out your booty. <laughs> you got toilet paper hanging from your booty. If you, if I were to ask you the biggest concerts um, at the Brookshire Grocery Arena for all of 2023, um, they didn't have a whole lot of like music concerts. They had, you know, they had what a other share. kind of concert is there? <laughs> well, <laughs> let's say events. Let's say there's a okay. comedy show okay, or show. something like that. Any kind of show or or like the Harlem Globetrotters or something like that. Um, they sent me the list of the biggest uh, acts. And Alabama's on the list. They're, that show was in February of last Isn't year. Isn't that incredible? In 2024, we're still talking about Alabama touring. 50 years. They <laughs> were number eight. Leonard Skinner's still touring. Un- Leonard Skinner's coming this year. Absolutely. Yeah. Alabama was number eight on the list. Uh, Parker McCollum, country artist. Yes. Number six. Uh, Lauren Daigle, one of our Louisiana mm-hmm. gals, was number five on the Christian list. Christian artist. The Isley Brothers, talking about an old act. Wow. Number four, the, the legendary R&B team. They had a big crowd. The uh, Straight No Chaser comedy tour, which, of course, um, Mike Epps, Cedric the Entertainer, and the whole crowd. I love that comedy tours are working because that means they'll come back. They were number three. That was a March show last year. Kane Brown was number two. That was oh, from, wow. May, from May 6th of last year. Packed the house. Big country star. And number one... When I tell you it, you're going to go, oh, of course. But you wouldn't remember. You wouldn't realize. It was February 19th uh, last year, Journey with Toto. That oh, was a big that's show. Right. Yes, because Facebook was covered with oh, pictures. Absolutely. People, yes. It was the biggest show of the year in terms of gross revenues for the Brookshire Grocery Arena. So Journey, still with the new guy, it's not Steve Perry, well, obviously. Of course not. But, and Steve, um, and bless his heart, I don't think he can hit those notes anymore because he's yeah. 70 years old. I don't think he could either. I like the new kid, too. I think he's oh, pretty we, talented. We saw, we saw them a few years ago in mm-hmm. Dallas when uh, when he, not long after, he joined Arnell Pineda. Right. Uh, and and I, I had to come back, and there's a documentary on him coming into Journey. Yes, Fascinating. I mean, they found him on YouTube. He Absolutely. was singing Journey songs on YouTube and yes. sounded exactly like a young Steve Perry. He is really an impressive. Which is incredible because Steve Perry is one of the greatest voices in rock history oh, of all time. No doubt about it. Now, for this year, I'm betting that the show this weekend, Blake Shelton, is this Saturday night. I bet that's among the top five for 2024. Now, are they, are they saying... Top five, as in butts in the seats. They they didn't send me the ticket sale numbers. They said the top grossing, the top grossing, grossing okay. shows. So that's what they sent me. I don't know, you know, how many tickets were sold to each show, but I think that's proprietary information. I'm not sure, but um, you know, we could ask for it and see. But I bet this Saturday's Blake Shelton show is one of the biggest for 2024. No doubt about it. Okay, going to be a big crowd out there this weekend. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm sure our, our friends across the hallway are going to be out there. Oh, I'm sure they will be. You bet. 1017 FM, 710 Keel, Mike and McCarty. Back with more of Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. I'm on my way home. Well, not say home. Uh, I, I'm leaving here yesterday. I think it was yesterday. Anyway, I, I'm on. I'm on the I-20. My sister says the 220. I'm on the <laughs> I-20 heading east, mm-hmm. and I'm well past this 220 exit now. Right. I'm well into town, heading toward Bossier. 
18 wheelers all over the highway. They might be getting to I-49. No, I'm past I-49. So you're into downtown. I'm I'm, I'm close, yeah. You're headed toward the What happened to the zero tolerance policy Mm. of no trucks on I-20 going into the construction? Well, they're stopping as many as they can. Are they, though? Well, they I've can't. never seen. I've never seen one. Not that I'm on the interstate, eighteen hours a day. I know. I'm I've never seen it. one pulled over in well, in town. Never seen a truck pulled over. I get on to the interstate this morning, whatever it was, four thirty, and I'm merging onto I twenty, and I'm merging, you know, right there at Spring and Market. Oh yeah. And I'm merging over, and there's an eighteen wheeler coming through. Obviously, came from Bozier. Now, did he get on at Traffic Street? Why? No, not likely. Right. With Illinois plates or whatever. Yeah, no, not likely. Not. Came through. They just can't stop all of them. And and the truth be but known, they're not stopping any of them. No, they've given five hundred tickets. They they've given a ton of tickets. The problem with it is, as as Aaron told us, Aaron Buchanan with DOTD told us, the GPS and the Google Maps and the the what the ways right right all have the, all the navigation I, systems the navigation system have I twenty still listed. They're trying to get those companies to show a reroute, you know, on those because those truckers put that in their systems and then they go, you know, they go by the route that that shows, and they don't realize it's a not. They don't pay attention to the signs. We we went to uh, Kilgore. Uh, I don't know, a week or so ago for dinner, coming back, I did notice there are there is signage, those electronic signs, all trucks exit 220. There is signage out mm-hmm. there. Now, you bet. whether it's adequate, and we've heard reports that 85% of the truckers don't speak English. It's not their true. first. I know. I, 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 I can't imagine that being the case. Mm-hmm. But apparently, a lot of them don't speak English. But how do you how do you get a license if you can't read signs? Right. The problem is those eighteen wheelers. That is such a windy route within that construction zone, and so narrow that we're going to have more wrecks if they keep doing it. We're going to well, have more course, wrecks. And when course. an eighteen wheeler gets in a wreck up there, it shuts down the freeway. And I mean, it tr- shuts it down. A, when a truck is coming through town, too, they stay in the left lane. They don't mm-hmm. move over uh, because obviously traffic is merging in, so they just stay in the left lane. Right, exactly. Uh, and if there are, a, you know, a professional driver that wants to uh, shoot us a, a message on the Shreveport Security Systems message board defending this, I'd be happy to hear from you. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Uh, we did get a message that said well over 500 citations issued. Yep. They're doing all they can. I mean, they they don't have the manpower to camp out there. 24 7 and chase every truck down but they're the when they do have troopers out there there and, and police officers and they see them they're pulling them over well there are there's there's a trooper i know sitting right there at the spring street exit mm-hmm. lights flashing and it is a manned unit well they they leave that there as an alert that there's something coming up slow down and i know it's worked because i go through there all the time and when people see those lights flashing Boy, you see the brake lights come on. You see everybody slowing down. So it works to slow people down. Um, do they know why they're slowing down? Not yet. Not until you get into Bozier do you realize, oh, this is a mess. I got so many bees in my bonnet this morning, apparently. <laughs> you do. Golly. You you really do. <laughs> I cleaned up in the, in, the, in the men's room, by the way. Oh, did you? Yes. Good. Good. I appreciate uh, but, but, that. But part of me wants to go... I'm not cleaning up after your nasty. <laughs> I'm not cleaning up, you know. It's not my. But then the other part of me is like, I don't want to live like this. Yeah. I don't want to live in this pigsty. Did you go look at the sign in the lady? No, room? I didn't. You I, need to go see the well, sign. Well, I don't know if there's somebody in there. I don't want to just oh, go just barreling in. Bang on the door and go, man coming. Man coming. <laughs> Manly man coming. I don't know what you would do. <laughs> I told Ruben, I said, you need to clean up. Stop leaving that mess. In yeah. <laughs> If you if you're just joining us, you know, we have a sign on our ladies' room in one of the stalls that says, "Please flush properly <laughs> till everything goes down." Flush properly, or as go to opposed work. to flushing improperly. Well, I don't know what the verbiage on it is, but the flush you have to hold it down to make sure everything goes away. It says, "Please flush properly, or go to Walmart." <laughs> I love the sign. I think it's the best. I know people put up silly signs at work all the time, but that one, 
I got a chuckle when they first put it up. I thought this is pretty good. This is, and you know, I have a bad habit. Here's my OCD coming out. So you'll just show, you'll know. I don't think William Daniel can help me with this one. I go in the bathroom before I go into the stall to take care of my um, business. I turn on the hot water on the sink. I turn it on so water's flowing. Because it as, takes, you're, as you're in the stall. As I'm going in the stall, the water's flowing. I understand this. I don't need the water to flow so I can pee. Don't Please don't say that. I'm not that no, old yet. I know exactly what you're going to say. It takes forever for the to water get to hot get hot. Water. Yes. And I like to wash my hands with hot water. <laughs> so if I've if, never thought of that. Here's what happens when someone comes into the bathroom now here they and I'm in off. there. And they know the water's running. Everybody in this building goes, hey, Aaron. <laughs> they all know I turn on the water while I'm peeing because I want it to be hot before I get done with my business. That's so a great. That's a great. I'm wasting see. water, I probably. And, I'm, you know, I'm like, well, I'm But lying. if you want hot water, you're not wasting. You would have to wait anyway. I would have to wait anyway. And so I'm just letting it do its job while I'm doing my job. <laughs> and that's what I do. And just because I'm. I'm OCD about washing my hands with hot water. That's Let not it, OCD. That's just common sense. Hygienic, I guess. I don't know. I'm, I've been doing that a long time, though. You could find people that worked with me 30 years ago that go, yep, she turns on the hot water before she goes to pee. Okay, we were talking about trucks bypassing mm-hmm. the 220 and yep. going straight through. Uh, Charlie B. on the Shreveport Security Systems message board says trucks can make that route. If they're making deliveries. Ah, okay. But how many of them are making deliveries? Yeah, not the one. I don't see one... them exiting the I, the airline drive. Or... No, not the one that was up there with me today. He was coming straight from Bossier and headed. Now, he exited on 49. And that's what I, what I proffer is that if they're trying to get to I-49 and you want them to go around 220, Think about that. If they're trying to get back to 49. Well, nobody's saying it's convenient. I know. They're going to have to exit on North Market and come down. But, it's yeah, it's a bit of a mess. 101.7 FM, 710 Kiel. Mike and McCarty complaining through your Wednesday. The show with Mike and McCarty on 101.7 FM and 710 Kiel. Okay, you just brought up an interesting point about the 220 detour of the I-20 construction. If we could finish the I-49 interconnector, this would alleviate a lot of this, a lot of these problems. Well, yeah, imagine the traffic that's coming westbound on I-20 and they're trying to get to 49. If you tell them to exit at 220. Which is out there at Louisiana Downs. Yeah, and they've got to go north around Bossier City. Well, I-49 comes in up there on 220. Right. And if you you can't get on it there, obviously, because it's not connected right. down to the rest. Right. Unless you, you wanted to go back north. So you're, ha- you're obviously, if you're trying to get to 49 and you're a trucker, you're having to exit onto, you know, North Market. And then come down North Market into downtown, uh, get on I-20. Which is not what we want. We don't want that. But if you finish the inner city connector, this is a prime example of what needs to be finished. Folks are going around the north part of the city. They want to get to 49. If they could get on 49 right there and on, on 220, mm-hmm. they could hop on 49 and they're, they're on their way. And it's done. You don't have to make that, you know, detour through downtown or wherever. Or if you're trying to go to 49 and you want to take the whole I-220 roundabout, go all the way around and then come uh, back. And, and that's, that's 30 way, minutes. That's way 30 out minutes. Of the way. Yes. Truckers are on a clock. I mean, a big time clock. That's a bad well, detour. You know, we've seen outside this window, we we face uh, I-20 mm-hmm. and we've seen <laughs> like like the random truck going 18 miles an hour. Yes. You know, heading uh, westbound. And it's mm-hmm. like, well... They have those units, if they've been driving a certain number of hours, that they have to pull over. Right. Absolutely. So you're going to add 30, 45 minutes to their route. To, mm-hmm. to, that's that's time behind the wheel Yeah. That, that they're basically losing. Right. Just trying to get through a construction zone. So where are we on 49? What's What has to be done? We're still waiting on the feds, I believe, 
to finish their assessment. I don't. I don't. I, I'm spewing. I have no key, no clue right now. But you're you're absolutely right. Those truckers have you know they have governing systems on them that if their driver's been sure. behind the wheels, they they shut them down. Um, I don't know. Forty nine is one of those things. We have some leaders in the community that don't want it and have been fighting against it. We have the vast majority though have been supporting it. The vast majority um, support it. There's the you know the folks in that neighborhood, the friends of Allendale, they don't want it through that neighborhood. But I mean, it's a. I think it's too far down, too far along. We can't abandon it now. No, we can't. No, it would be a mistake. It It would be a horrible mistake. And this is a prime example. Right now is a prime. I get on I twenty at Spring and Market, and as I'm merging onto the interstate. There's an 18-wheeler who obviously came through Bossier City. Right, through the construction. And that 18-wheeler quickly exited onto 49 to go south on 49. Uh, That's where he wanted to go. He didn't want to make the 220 roundabout and then detour through the downtown or go all the way around. I mean, he wanted the quickest route to get to I-49, and, and that's a big problem. I question why they're not stopping the trucks. They are. Oh, uh, they we've are. We've gotten several messages. They are stopping mm-hmm. trucks. Uh, the mayor's bond proposal is on the ballot. We'll talk about that next hour. Mike and McCarty, 1017 FM, 710 Keel. One seven FM seven ten Keel Mike and McCarty on the Jack Spring Electric Newsmaker Hotline this morning. Shreveport City Councilman Grayson Butcher joining us. Grayson, good morning. I can't let it go. I'm you sorry. Have to stop it. I know it, it's it's hard. It's hard, but I think I think we got it under control because there was only like one or two that were, that were Butcher instead of Butcher. So I, th- <laughs> I think I think we're on the right track. They're working on it. Grayson Butcher. Uh, first of all, look. Congratulations. Uh, City Council voted yesterday to put. Uh, the mayor's bond proposal on the ballot for April. That I think that's good news. The people need to have a choice to have a say. I, I think it is. Um, you know, at first, and, and, and I'll just go on the record and say this, whenever the mayor came to us uh, in the fall, early fall last year, I, I was, I was going to be a hard sell. And a lot of it was due to the fact that some of the projects had not been completed, like Knight Street and but, you know, like, like I told y'all last time I was on the air, you know, the mayor had a full year of unraveling a mess. I mean, he, he really did. And I think they've done an extraordinary job. Uh, him and Tom Dark have done an extraordinary job and the rest of their team getting things in order. And, and, and I'll be, you know, after I told him that in that first meeting we had in the early fall, I mean, they really got going. And I wasn't the only council member that said that to him. Um, and they put a plan together. I think it was a solid plan. Um, anything that we, we really wanted in there, like the construction manager, and uh, they really got down and, and got it done. So, so I'm, I'm very pleased. And, and I think that um, with the construction manager in place, maybe we won't have some of the problems that we've had in the past. This will be the first time that we've ever had a construction manager in Shreveport that I know of. Grayson, let me ask you this. You know, we, we voted down much of the 21 bond proposal. Um, and... To be quite honest, it was probably a lot of the folks that are listening to you this morning. What's different about it from 21 to today? Why is it much more important that we support it today than it was in 21? Because I think that, uh, you know, we we had an influx of money during COVID due to the ARP money. And um, we realized even that influx of money was not enough to fix our issues in Shreveport. And, and I said this at council yesterday, and I may have said it last time I was on the radio. When I was originally elected in 2018 and went into office in 2019, you have this this vision that you're going to be able to go in here and you're going to cut all this stuff and you're going to make things better. But we have a real inflation problem in the United States, and it, it, it starts at the top of the government. I mean, it's just we, we, have, we have a president that has no clue what's going on. I believe we all can agree on that. Um, and we have inflation. It's affected me and my personal business. I, I had a huge loss last year in my personal business, and everything's expensive. The fuel prices were up last year. That same problem has impacted the city of Shreveport, but magnify that by $400 million, right? Mm-hmm. And I think I think that I don't feel like we're going to be able to dig ourselves out of this hole without borrowing money. I mean, just just frankly with you, I opened up a line of credit early this year 
to try to get my business rebounded. And that's kind of what the way I've, I've put this together is that this is like a line of credit and I don't want to do it. I mean, it's like taking medicine. I don't want to take that medicine. It, it may have side effects, but I know in the long run it's going to be better. And I just don't see us being able to do all these huge capital improvement projects like streets, drainage, water, and sewage without having this influx of cash from this bond. But, Grayson, you bring up an interesting point. That's one of the issues of the 2011 bond proposal. It wasn't budgeted properly. They couldn't complete the project with the uh, the given budget. Did on this existing bond proposal, did we budget adequately to be able to complete these projects? And that was going to be my second point. My second point is I believe that what's different from the last bond proposal to me is that there was a lot of planning that went into this and a lot of, uh, you know, we asked for a lot of things as a council as a whole for them to provide to us to be able to look at. You know, I don't know, you know, by the time you sell the bonds, it'll be a year down the road. Who knows what the economy is going to look like, Mike? I can't promise that. But real daytime right now, everything looks like we're going to be able to cover everything that we want to do. And the analogy I used yesterday, you know, we own all of we the city of Shreveport, all of us, all the, the citizens that, that live in Shreveport own these infrastructure improvements mm-hmm. basically what i'm saying is the sewer lines the water lines the, we, we the streets we own these and if we don't maintain them similarly to our houses then our investment is gone and when that investment is gone then your personal investments tend to start to depreciate as well so i just feel like we were at a point where we have to do something because nobody's going to ride up and give us you know $80 million, $200 million to be able to do everything we need to do in a, in a package like this. So, yeah, let me ask uh, you one I'm, thing that's come up a couple of times, and it's been directed at you, that if uh, Adrian Perkins were mayor, and I'll even say if Greg Tarver were mayor, you would be against this bond proposal. Um, do you agree with that? That statement's been um, made against you many times. Yeah, I know. Um, I know. It gets old. Um, you know, I can't answer that question due to the fact that they're not here. I know when Adrian was mayor, uh, we asked for several things, and we never got it. Myself and John and Lavette, we asked for several things and never got it. And Flurry for that point. I think Flurry voted against the, the original bond issue as well. We, we didn't get what we asked for. <clears throat> as far as Tarver goes, I don't know. I don't know what his team would have looked like. Right. I, do, I do know that everything we asked for from Tom Arsenault and Tom Dark they gave it to us, and they did it in a timely manner. I don't know if you were watching Tuesday before last whenever I got on there and I said, look, uh, or two two weeks ago when I got on there and said, look, I don't want y'all bringing us this project manager stuff at the last hour and expecting us to vote on it. You know, we had that by the, by the next Friday afternoon. Mm-hmm. The legislation was already given to us. I mean, less than four days, they got that together. And the bond, yeah. then the bond study committee recommended a, a project manager as well. It wasn't just the council. Well, they did. So did, so did, uh, so did, uh, the, uh, Shreveport Bozier Chamber, I mean, the Shreveport Chamber, the, uh, Committee of 100. And that's another thing, you know, they met with us a lot on this one. Um, and we got a lot of their input. And then, you know, the mayor met with me since the fall probably four to five times about this. Adrian Perkins never met with me about the original bond issue. Would, and when he did, mm-hmm. when he did, he, he told when I had suggestions, he told me, when I'm a Harvard Law School graduate, I think I know what I'm doing. So, <laughs> would, it, Grayson, Grayson, would yeah. there be, there was some talk about possibly delaying this until November, which would be death to a bond proposal on, during a presidential right. election. What was going to change between now and November? That that some of the council members thought would be helpful. I I missed that. I completely missed what the delay was for. I I can I can send you their numbers if you want to call them and ask them. I, I don't have a place. <laughs> yeah, because it, it was it was go ahead was, and give them out on the air. It if was you certain to kill them. I mean, it was certain to kill the bond proposal. No, you put it on a November it, a presidential election ballot. It's doomed. Did they want it to be doomed? Well, here's here's the thing. Originally, I wanted it to go on the December ballot, um, and I told the mayor that. I said, look, April, is, it, it's too quick. We need to, you know, this is back in the fall, 
and um, I had conversations with other council members about it. One council member, I said in specific, look, at this point, I am not for putting this on the ballot in April. At this point, now this was back in October, September. Mm-hmm. But the mayor checked every box that I needed checked and then explained to me, look, we need to get this on the April ballot because if we don't get it on the April ballot, we won't be able to start selling bonds. And then we could possibly, a new council would be in by the time we started doing the majority of the, of the net of the bond issue mm-hmm. if we push it all that way. Because, you know, we'll only we'll only be there for two more years uh, at the end of, the, of this year. Yeah. And, and the mayor could possibly only be that, which I hope not, but I'm just saying. So we needed to get this thing rolling where we could have the administration take care of it, um, you know. So and anyway, have some control. Yeah, that's a good point. That, yeah, that's kind of that's why I changed my mind on that. And, and you know, it, it took me, um, I would say that I met with the mayor again in late December, and that's when I told him that I would support it because he, he, agreed, to, he agreed to the project manager. He agreed to several different things that, that I was needing in my district. And uh, another thing, too, real quick, and I'll add, just since the, the last bond issue, um, our water infrastructure, especially in my district, is starting to take some major, major hits. And um, I don't know how long we're going to be able to hold out and continue to have to drink water in parts of the city. Gotcha. Sure, uh, Mayor, uh, Mayor. <laughs> Boy, I just <laughs> promoted or demoted. You've been kind of how you want to look at it. You demoted me there. Yeah, Shreveport <laughs> Councilman Grayson Butcher. Thank you, uh, Grayson. We appreciate your time. Yep, y'all. Thank y'all. Y'all have a good morning. You bet. You too, sir. 1017 FM, 710 Keo. Now more breaking news and trending talk with Mike and McCarthy on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. Is it supposed to rain tomorrow? Maybe this afternoon what? and then tomorrow, yes. And it's get... already, when I got here, it was 74 degrees in my car. Ruben, it's what, what do you think it is about now? It's cooling off quickly. It has cooled off quite a bit since we got here. Yeah, I don't know the temp, but yeah. What does our temp say? Mikey, uh, hold, Mikey Poo, you've got please. it somewhere, don't you? I do. I have 57 and cloudy. No way. That's what, the, well, that's Almost what... 20 degree drop? If, if this is, if, if my app is correct, and I, I actually, I actually pay for the Weather Channel professional version. Look at you. Yeah, I'm an idiot. Yeah. Um, apparently it's 57 and cloudy, and it says like a 50% chance tomorrow. Mike, so is we that were, enough to get my weed and feed to do that this evening? Get that out? That might not be a bad idea. I, you know, I did a bad thing yesterday, and, and we had an 88 for record high on Monday. I think we hit 85 yesterday, tied a record, and I went and got my car washed. So I know, we know it's coming. I've got to get, get my truck washed. It, it was just bad, and I cleaned the windows and, you know, did all that stuff. But um, I thought, you know it's going to rain. Why are you doing this? But it was just so funky. It had, you know, right, I don't know, right. road grime on it. And I thought, well, I, it looks so pretty when it's clean. So I thought, well, just go ahead. If you have to get it done again in a few days, but temp's going to fall today throughout the day. I think we're dropping into the 40s tonight. Is that what I saw? Uh, 46 to 43 tomorrow night. Yay. Yay. Uh, uh, <laughs> I can turn on the AC this week for crying out loud. Yes, it's almost I had almost to go through the 90. house and close windows and turn on the AC. A ceiling fan was on me because it was so hot. And I, I'm one of those because I'm a, such a freaky freak. Uh, I can't have a fan blowing on me while I'm sleeping. Oh, I have to. It disturbs I can't sleep me. without it. But I had a fan on my ceiling fan. I turned on this week because it was so hot. And I thought, I've got to have something going on. I just got a text from our friend Debbie Martin. says it's 52 and windy in North Shreveport. 52. See? It was 74 three hours ago. Right. So in three hours, it's come through? Apparently, it's 42 degrees right now in Dallas. Holy cow. Yo, I wore a T-shirt because <laughs> I wasn't planning right. I knew it was going to be hot in here, and I thought, I'm not wearing a long sleeve today because it was hot. So I wore a T-shirt. We just have I a minute, out. but I, 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 you had a story oh. about, i, I got to change the subject. Okay. Wendy's are yes. rolling out new digital menus in mm-hmm. their stores 
coming up in 2025, which means they're going to start changing, raising, and lowering prices depending on when you're ordering and what you're ordering. The busier times of day, the prices will be higher. So if there's a line at Wendy's, you pull up to the drive-thru and you got seven or eight cars in line, that chicken sandwich just went from two thirty nine to mm-hmm. two seventy nine or whatever. It's called surge pricing. They've been doing it with Uber and Lyft for a long time when they're busy and they've got cars running around trying right. to pick. They raise their rates. They're like, we have we have huge demand. We can demand higher prices. It's free enterprise. Now Wendy's is doing it. And, Who's and next? So they, yeah, they have the option to do that. Mm-hmm. We have the option to go someplace else. Yes, we absolutely do. Wow. Absolutely. Very interesting. Shreveport Mayor Tom Arsenault uh, spoke with us earlier this morning about his bond issue. It is now on the April ballot. We'll hear from him coming up after the news. 1017 FM 710 Keel. Back with me on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. One hundred one seven FM, seven ten. Kiel, Mike and McCarty. We were talking about I forty nine, and you know, it, it, you you made a great point earlier about the I forty nine connector. Uh, a lot of these issues that we're having with the trucks that are that are busting through the the barricade, if you will, mm-hmm. and, and traveling through the construction zone. If the I forty nine connector were were done, were finished, sure. A lot of that would be a lot of that would be alleviated. Got on the interstate this morning at Spring and Market, uh, right there by Ernest, and I'm coming west. And I'm as I merge onto I-20, there's an 18 wheeler there right beside me. He's obviously coming from Bozier, ignored the signs in Bozier, right? And then he gets off on I-49. And I said, why aren't they stopping these trucks? Because uh, yesterday I, I'm almost run off the road, 18 wheelers mm-hmm. through the construction zone. But they, people are saying they are stopping. A mm-hmm. lady says, I live in Houghton and travel I-20 to Shreveport. I've seen trucks pulled over by police. But there are many that do get through. The police are doing the best they can. Yep, they absolutely are. Charlie B. On, from Hallsville says, I-49 won't be connected until the communists are out of power. Oh, Charlie. Uh, <laughs> love you, Charlie. Love you. Shreveport Mayor Tom Arsenault talking about his bond proposal next. 1017 FM 710 Keo. Get back to the show with Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. In studio, Shreveport Mayor Tom Arsenault joining us. First of all, thank you for... Getting up early. Look at him. He's in his tie and coat, and he looks, looks sharp. sharp. Spiffy. Got yeah. his hair done. Anything, anything for you, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody believes that. Stand on your head. <laughs> Tom, thank you so much for coming in. Congratulations. We got the bond issue on the ballot for April. April 27th. This is uh, this is good news. It is good news. Now the work starts uh, to uh, get the information out to the public. Uh, this is a really important time and a, a needed time to reinvest in Shreveport. And what, I want to... What will... Will there be... Uh, how many propositions does it include? Three. Three propositions. Okay. There's one for streets and drainage. That's the, that is the largest one. It's $125 million. And water and sewer... Uh, that is $82 million, and then police, fire, and SPAR is forty nine three. Okay. Um, and so we can vote one or two down. We can vote for all three. No, you should vote for all three. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you do have a, no, you you do have a choice, but you should down. vote for all three. We need all three very, very badly. There will be those who say, you know, police and fire just got one. I mean, they just got a chunk of money in the last bond issue. Why do they need more now? Um, what's the urgency with police and fire? We all know we have a crime problem. We, we get that. The uh, the police and fire part of that is, uh, of the forty nine million is only eleven million dollars. So you've got police and fire academy renovations. That's four million dollars. You have fire station renovations at three million dollars. That is stations five, six, seven, and nineteen. And then you've got a new fire station, number three, uh, 
that's the fire station on East 70th Street next to the hotel mm-hmm. uh, that is being built, and it is simply too small it's for its small, demand. It's a small, yes. yes. So, I problem, remember what going we're trying to do, likely to try and do is expand that one, not move it, but expand it and come up with a new station. So most of that money is going to be parks, swimming pool replacements, uh, tennis shop upgrades, and for those of you who are into the the latest craze, pickleball courts, uh, and uh, Cargill Park improvements to improve that park even further. So th- those are the kinds of things that we're that we're looking at for that. So it's mostly public buildings okay. and a little bit. I, I will add that none of the projects on this proposal are adding money to any other project. These are all standalone projects. So. Uh, we think we can get all of the projects done that are from prior bond issues, and they will probably be underway well before we even sell these bonds. Now, you know, one of the criticisms has been, well, work from X bond issue many years ago hasn't been done. But uh, to address that, you guys are going to do a project manager this time? Yes. And have a and have a more transparency on the website? Yeah, this is a... a, a a project manager at risk or a PMAC, um, and what that person will do is uh, they may help choosing contractors. They'll, that'll go out with a request for proposals. Now, uh, people have to understand that 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 has a cost to it. Sure. Uh, and but we think we have shown uh, the public, and we have learned that that with the relatively lean staff that we have. We have trouble pushing those projects along, so this will that will get the project. We think, we hope uh, for sure that the uh, the savings by having a project manager will uh, will overcome the cost of the project manager. Now, will this manager also go back and? work on like the police substations the ones that are already in progress will they be taking over those too that's not our current plan because those are already at a stage where we think we can we can move those along and and they're relatively relatively few most many of those are out for bid for example night street will be out for bid shortly i know that you you have no interest in that whatsoever i don't care but uh, but it will be out for bid and, and be under construction. So Sweet. Uh, we there are really not that many projects that are outstanding that would benefit from a project manager. The streets and drainage projects. We you have a list of streets. Um, you have I mean that's going to be on the website. People can see what streets are included. Yep. And so that you know in in eleven years when they're not done, we can say what the heck. Well, that, I, I'm, I'm committed that it won't be 11 years. And I will say this. This is really a, an important point to make. There's a, almost $53 million out of that $125 million that is neighborhood street reconstruction. These are, are streets that have, Amen, long, that have long needed work. Uh, the committee worked very, very hard to set those priorities. Uh, we probably could have doubled doubled the streets that were in this bond issue, and we wouldn't have covered all the needs, but we need to make a substantial start, and this will make a substantial start in that in neighborhoods. So people will see now they'll have the, they'll have the discomfort of, of reconstruction of their street, but when it's done, they'll have a new street. Yeah, but when you know that's, that's temporary. I mean, like right. I-20, we're dealing with I-20. Yeah, it's a pain, but we know there's an endpoint. And it's going to be so much better. Right. So the streets are looking forward to that. you're sitting in the room with probably the one woman who has been very, very hesitant to give government any more of my money. Because I have not trusted um, that you guys would do right by it. How are things different now? How can you sit here and tell me, if you vote yes for this, we are going to do A, B, and C to make sure this gets done properly? Well, I, I think the the first thing I would say is uh, we have an outstanding chief administrative officer who is good at moving these projects forward and good at following up. Secondly, uh, I think the project manager, which comes out of the committee, and remember that was a committee recommendation mm-hmm. before it was a council recommendation. Sure. 
Uh, and it was a good council recommendation. That's why we agreed to the policy uh, of having one. I think we'll be able to move these along uh, more quickly. And I have a tremendous confidence in the people that we have on board now to move these projects along with the help of a project manager. Lastly, before we let you go, the water and sewer rate increase, the 10%. The council decided to delay it. It looks like for two weeks. It sounds like they kind of know we have to go in that direction. But a two-week delay, does that slow you down on getting it implemented by April 1st as you wanted? We don't think it does if the council votes on it at the next council meeting. Okay. Uh, if they if they delay it beyond that, it'll be insufficient. Are we still overbilling as accused by Jerry Harper yesterday, the attorney? We're looking at, we're looking into that. I can tell you we're not intentionally overbilling anyone and uh, I think most of these issues have to do with some interpretation of the of the ordinances and we have looked at we have looked at that. I, I had the city attorney uh, call Mr. Harper to find out what his uh, reasoning and arguments are, and we're going to investigate those. With the new automatic meters coming in, that's going to solve all, you know, most, if not all, of those problems. Well, it'll solve a lot of those problems. It, it won't solve the interpretive problems, and and uh, and we're just going to have to look at that and see if there's just a disagreement about how the ordinances work. Mm-hmm. But we're no longer rolling up the bill, where if your bill was a half a cent or whatever, we rolled it up. We're no longer doing that. Is that accurate? I, I'd, I'd rely on Mr. Daniel for the answer to that question. Okay. Were the allegations that Mr. Harper brought before the council on Monday, the timing was a little bit flaky for my view, but w- was it a complete surprise to you? It was. So you had not – his letters that went to the attorneys that represent the city – Never made it to your attention. No. Do you need to know why? <laughs> I mean, well, what I really need to know, what I really need to know, is why uh, why the people that claim that we're overbilling didn't bring it to my attention. Right. Well, he claimed he couldn't because of lawyer privilege or whatever. But then he said it was it's no longer a, in that in that lawsuit. So I asked him the same thing. Why didn't you just call the mayor? Why didn't you call the CAO? And he he claimed he had to deal with just the lawyers because he was a, an, a, 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 a what do you call it a litigant against the city. I don't, but that's been settled. I thought so. There's I was no, curious. As far as I know, there's no pending lit- litigation relating to water rates. And to residents, I know we got to we got to stop. To residents who think they may be being overbilled, what should they do? They should call customer service and particularly people who believe that. Their meter is not being read. Uh, we do estimate some meters. Mr. Daniel gets a report every month. We're going to follow up on that and do some spot audits to make sure that there are photographs. Well, not photographs, but images. Mm-hmm, <laughs> sure. they're, they're electronic. Uh, images of the meters as they are being read because that's supposed to be part of the protocol. Mayor Tom Arsenault, thanks for coming in. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thank you, sir. 1017 FM, 710 Keel, Mike and McCarty. Now more breaking news and trending talk with Mike and McCarty on 1017 FM and 710 Keel. Cutting edge stuff coming. <laughs> Are we? Yeah. More crawfish sex? No, no. no, no. Hey, no, ah, no. Do, do roosters lay eggs? <laughs> <laughs> Come on. I didn't know. I'm, I'm sorry, and I don't mean to demean your <laughs> ignorance. That's not an insult. Ignorance is I know, I know, being I know. unaware. It's not being stupid. I wasn't sure. I, I, people are ignorant about, I'm ignorant about a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Just not aware of. I was sitting here having one of my compulsive moments where I thought about something I wanted and I wanted it now and I'm actually on, was on a grocery store website. I had no getting, idea this was going on. Getting ready to go shop and buy it and put it in a basket and then go on my way home and pick it up. And I thought that is the most unhealthy thing you could ever eat. Why are you doing that? What is it? Now you've got me curious. I haven't had this in probably seven years i have not i have not indulged unhealthy on the uh, probably the most unhealthy thing you, okay and it's, so you, it's a lazy food you can get when you have kids you know and your kids just want a snack or whatever or if you're really a lazy mom and you want it to be their meal you can make it their meal 
Fish fish sticks? No, it's worse than that. Hot dogs? Worse than that. Uh, not asparagus. Oh, no. Pizza rolls. Mm. Pizza rolls are, when they come hot out of the oven. What did that, you said earlier this morning. They I'm are so pizza. good. You said that earlier I this morning. I was craving pizza, and then I thought, <laughs> well... Let me go. That's let me go see funny. if there's a you know a, a frozen pizza. And then I went, no. What I really want is pizza rolls. That Mike, if I have to pick out the m- most unhealthy thing I could eat right now, it's a pizza roll. But those babies hot out of the oven, so good. Oh, they're so good. <laughs> so good. Hush up in there, Ruben. <laughs> it's like hot pockets. I was yeah, I was close. My my first guess would be hot pockets. Oh. But, yeah. Uh, okay, the unhealthiest thing you're eating right now. Oh, uh, here lately, I don't and I don't know why they're not really that good, but I really like them. I've been getting those frozen White Castle hamburgers from the grocery store. Really? Yeah. <laughs> they sell a frozen with it's got the really? bun and all? Yeah, yeah. I'll be and darned. Aren't those like the original first sliders? Right, yeah. They're the they, first they, little they mini hamburger that? sliders. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have to doctor them up at all? I mean, I, I put mustard on them and stuff. Okay. Yeah, but that's, that's really it. Oh, yeah. It's the most they're, unhealthy thing you're eating. Uh, well, I mean, I hate to say it because I love them so much, but they you know what I'm going to say. Southern made donuts. Oh um, gosh, yeah. I mean, I, I know they I know they're not good for you, oh, but they're awful. In 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 being diabetic, I Yeah. I absolutely shouldn't I I absolutely cannot walk past them. And if you know his wife, he doesn't eat them. He doesn't that's ever right. when they bring right. a box she, in here, a, that's they, right. he never touches them. I have walked away one time. I remember one time I did. I couldn't. How could you? I don't know. What, but then it's so rare of an occasion I remember doing oh, it. Oh, man. Oh, man. When they're still hot, uh, they're, they're irresistible. <gasps> they really <Shut> are. <laughs> they, they talk to you. Right. Aaron, Mike. come over here. Mike. Mikey. Oh, I'm hot. Ruby. I'm hot and ready. Mm. You know you want one. Oh, I'm sorry. So I didn't buy pizza rolls. I stopped. My compulsion is over for now. How long is it going to last? Are there, there are tricks, too, that you can do to kind of get past it. You I know? have to do counting. I have to do all kinds. <laughs> I have to do praying. I did two Picture hours. yourself standing on the scale. That's There what you I, go. I mean, truly, that's Naked. when I go, okay. Yeah. Naked on the scale in front of a mirror. Enjoy your eggs. 101.7 <laughs> FM, 710 Keel.